I'll keep it cool on this episode 31 of G Money End. The Godmother. Today I'm so excited. Are you excited? I'm, I'm fired up. I mean, come on. We got Stumpy's Hatchet House in the house. Oh, yeah. So um, this is the podcast that talks about sharing thoughts, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help local businesses get ahead. But I'm especially excited because... You guys are becoming like a household name. I mean, I originally saw you on Good Morning America a couple years ago, and since then, you guys are just blowing up, right? And I don't want to steal all your thunder. We're going to get into a few business things, but maybe take 30 seconds. Tell the podcast world out there what your business is, what do you do, and we'll kind of kind of go from there. So we are the uh, country's first indoor hatchet-throwing venue. We uh, opened in 2016. In uh, on tax day in 2016, so uh, it was kind of uh, two couples getting together um, after throwing some hatchets in the backyard, and uh, kind of wanted to take it to the next level. Figuring out what we were doing after we retired from our nine to fives, uh, so we opened the Eaton Town location and uh, operated that for about a year before we started franchising. Really due to really high demand, so we had a lot of folks that were uh, you know leaving our venue saying, "I want to own a Stumpies. I want to own a Stumpies. It's so much fun. It's so exciting." People are walking in happy, walking out happy. So uh, we wanted to uh, take it to the next level. It wasn't our original plan. Originally, we were going to look at maybe a couple stores in the metro New York, New Jersey area. Uh, but then we decided to let everyone else kind of fund our expansion and uh, let them be uh, business owners and leave their nine to five grind. Very cool. Very cool. Well, if you haven't if you haven't seen it, podcast world out there, go online, check it out. It looks like a ton of fun. I've noticed that um, you have all sorts, all walks of life, people that come in and check your venue out. You have group events. You have individuals. You have date nights. I saw something on social media about like singles night or right. something it's like that. Up. Yeah, it's coming up, right? We're, I'm not going, baby. I'm not going. But uh, <laughs> but no, I think it's I think it's really awesome. Tell how did you come up with the idea? You kind of touched on like you were just in the backyard, it sounds like, and you were playing around. And then was there like a bright spark, or what, what was the imp- what was the the bright spark for for starting the business? Do you want to take that? Yeah. <laughs> Alcohol. <laughs> that was a big part yeah. of it. So we were um, we were having some fun, drinking. The guys actually started playing, and uh, Trish and I were making dinner, and we're like, oh, you know, boys will be boys. They were throwing um, the hatchet, and then we decided to play, and, and kind of like cornhole, where it's just a, a organic, basic thing to do. It just turned out to be so much fun, so we decided to see if we could make a business out of it. And with some research, realized that, there are places like this in the world, but not in the United States. So we were, th- you know, we got together and we're thinking, all right, what would Americans want in, um, and how can we incorporate this in, in the United States? And we decided that we just wanted to, to provide a place for adults to go, to have fun, act like kids, have parties. Um, we thought that the vibe needed to be really nice. So that's where we differ, I think, from uh, the Canadian model and. Um, some of the other ones that have moved into the United States, we really focus on making it appealing to women and men. Um, not so much competitive, but just very social environment where you can have a party, celebrate a birthday. Um, we brainstormed a lot of ideas in the backyard, like we could do birthdays and bachelor parties and bachelorette parties, but we've actually gone further where people are coming to us and saying, you know, I want to have a baby shower here. We're like, hmm, baby shower. <laughs> Never really thought about that, but we've had more than one baby shower just because I think people want to do something that's completely different and something Absolutely. new. And just memorable, right? And, yeah, you know, yeah. I know you probably haven't gone to a baby shower, but they're not really that fun. <laughs> <laughs> so Stumpy's baby showers are really exciting and people are just, you know, together having fun and still celebrating celebrating whatever the occasion may be. 
What's that fun about putting, uh, isn't it, ribbons or bows oh, on a no. hat? Or I something? mean, it's fun for the mom because yeah, yeah. they get <laughs> presents for the baby. But for everybody else, you're just kind of sitting there like, yeah, you know, oh, <laughs> another bib. That's so cute, you know. <laughs> this past um, weekend, we had clients of ours, the Oceanside Service Air Doctor team. They did sort of somewhat like a company party over yeah. there, a private yeah. party. And I was like team really building. team yeah. building. And I'm going to play the video um, during the podcast so everybody can see what an awesome time they had but what was really impressive was your decor Thank you. Um, you know they were able to get food catered and they had an array of desserts and you know over 20 people there and you know it was like a private party room so uh, according to the pictures it looked like a blast and I gotten a lot of positive feedback and I noticed you guys sold merchandise which is great because people Basically, when they're leaving, they're walking billboards wearing your T-shirts, right. like That's doing right. promotions for you. But it really had a nice appeal for a party on the inside, which was very surprising because mm-hmm. I've, I've walked in maybe one or two hatchet houses in the past and very basic. Yours yeah. is definitely it's um, an experience, a right? It's really like a memorable experience yes. where you go in and you feel like you're – I don't know where you feel like you're – but you feel like I really want to throw something, you know, because <laughs> yeah. it's got that energy. Goal, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we know that women make a lot of the reservations, so we want to make it as appealing to women as it is to men. And so we have candles burning that smell like, you know, pine and um, sofas that are made of leather and, you know, nice big farm tables so that you bring your spread and it looks really pretty and and, you know, selfishly, we like that for the pictures, too, that it it has a Stumpy's bucket, you know, with your beer and wine in it for branding, but also that it looks, you know, you don't see coolers and bags of chips and stuff all over the place. It's, you know, we try to class it up a bit. I noticed you're open about seven days, pretty much in the afternoons, not like morning hatchet throwing sessions or anything like that. But can someone go just themselves? Is there an age limit or any restrictions? Yeah, actually, uh, go ahead, Stu. So uh, we are a 21 and over venue. Um, we're open Wednesday through Sundays, um, but we do open anytime for uh, for groups larger than 10 for team building or parties uh, and the off hours. Um, we are actually looking at adjusting that policy from uh, from 21 to 18 because we've gotten a lot of even team building events where they'll come in and they'll have two employees that are 20 uh, and, you know, if we're sticking to our rules, technically they can't come, but we want to we want to um, you know be able to include those people. So we're going to change that policy, and, uh, make it optional for the franchisees if they decide they want to do it. But I think we're going to do it in the Eaton Town store, uh, our corporate store as well. All right, some of our locations are located in college towns, so a, a majority of the college students are are under twenty one. So we want to make sure that you know we have safety in place. We want to make sure that if there's drinking going on, that only you know people of age are drinking. And so we have a lot of um, the necessary um, things in place to make sure that everyone's safe. Very cool. So you started here. You've branched out. You're talking about college towns. We were yeah. talking before we even started this thing about Orlando, yeah. which I thought was cool. A couple places in te- California, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, so you, you're, you've decided to do this model of franchising, right? For your own for your own growth. Talk a little bit about that. What was the? Wh- why did you decide to go that franchising route versus all the other ways you can grow and scale a business? And um, and and how has that been for you? So it's uh, it's been very successful. Um, as you know, we have 35 sold now, 12 operating, and uh, it was really um, you know we were looking at the way that we could really uh, do a rapid expansion. So obviously we could have incurred you know gone the the the, the debt model and 
taken out a big <laughs> loan and opened up a bunch of locations and done with done all that. But we decided we'd let other people kind of uh, finance our expansion. And one of the uh, other things that we like about franchising is we're seeing now that we've got some that have been open over a year that um, these guys are leaving their nine to five grinds. Um, so they bought the location, they're still working their job, they're working the stumpies at night, and now they're, they're getting to a point where they can leave their nine to five, which is really you know kind of rewarding for us because they're kind of fulfilling their dream of being able to be uh, you know self-employed and kind of chart their own future. So um, the franchise model, you know, it does have some some downsides, you know, but mostly it's uh, it's a positive thing. Um, that has allowed us to really do a, a rapid expansion. And uh, they're really just selling themselves, Stumpies. Uh, we have not done a lot of marketing with it, but uh, people just keep coming to us after seeing the videos and checking out the website. Yeah, interesting. What's one piece of advice you can give um, business owners or someone thinking about franchising their business, a lesson that you've learned along the way? Um, definitely uh, after you set up all the, all the documentation, the FDD, the operations manual, go out and talk to people who are already franchising, who have done franchising, because we learned in the first couple of years, we've learned a lot. The, the FDD is kind of like an organic, that's the legal document. It's like, it's kind of organic and it grows every year. And there's, you know, some things I think that we would have included in year one and year two um, that we didn't. Um, so I think uh, that's probably the best advice is go out and seek other people who have franchised and get uh, their opinion on uh, some of the things that maybe they would have done differently. Yeah, we've become very selective in who we want to do business with, too. We want people to have the same vibe that we do and that they're going to be able to um, promote that that whole vibe in their own location. So um, in the beginning, you're like, woo, you know, you sold a franchise, but then you realize that this is a 10-year agreement and we want to make sure that we get the right people. So we have ha had to say, you know, no and send the Dear John letter right. to people and, you know, that they weren't exactly a fit, but um, I think in the long run it's going to you know be good for our business. Very interesting. So you've 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 chartered this um, franchise route, and the one in Eatontown that's corporate owned. Yes, that's the flagship. How many corporate versus? Uh, Just one. So it's really about the franchise model. That's, right. That's very interesting and very different from a lot of the business owners that we've had on the show. We've actually had some uh, members who own franchises. Cluck mm -hmm. um, Chicken would be one. True Rest Float Spa would be another. Those are a couple off the top of my head. But I don't think anyone quite like you where you've you know built it from the ground up and actually using that as the primary strategy for for growth, right? Right. You so impressive, too, in such a short period of time, yeah. how, many, how much you've grown. People probably it's, in 30 years in business can't do that. It's what really you guys have achieved. It is kind of an unprecedented uh, from what we've been told that uh, you'd have one corporate store that's been was open, you know, about a year and we started franchising and then, you know, shortly after that, uh, you know, when we set up the model and got everything running, we started selling them. So, it's uh, it has been an unprecedented growth and uh, it's been uh, been a great experience. You it know, has. A, lot, a lot of learning. Yeah. I'm a lot dying of learning. to know, what were you guys doing before Stumpies? Before <laughs> right. that night you were in the in your basement drinking and throwing hatchets, what were you doing for in your the job? Backyard, yeah. <laughs> Funny you should ask. <laughs> so Stu and I met in the school system, and uh, I was, at the time when we met, I was a teacher, but I left my job as a principal of an elementary school. And a couple years before I ever thought I'd retire, um, it, it you know this was the plan. Like you, okay, you well, left for this business. I did. Yeah, oh, I wow. mean I left a few years early. Um, 
pretty much because we were working nonstop, day job. Stu and I would go to work. He was a network administrator at the same school district, and we would go to work with a bag in our car to change, you know, from, I went from my suit to a flannel shirt and jeans and ran up the parkway at the time we were living, you know, about 30 minutes south. We'd go up to the parkway, open up stumpies, work, you know, till close, get up the next day, do it again. So at some point, you know, you're like, okay, this is not going to work for a long time. And especially in the responsibilities that we had and with our day jobs, it's like something's got to give. And so, you know, it was a big decision, but um, I think it was the right one just to be all in with the business and make sure that we uh, did everything right. And, and, and really for my school job too, I didn't want to end up on the paper in the paper of doing something wrong you know so you would never end up no i had a great i mean i had a great run 27 years in the same school district and you know i I learned a lot there i'm still like a lifelong learner you know now i'm marketing person yeah (laughs) that's that's really awesome i saw this uh, chart one time about businesses that are uh a lot of them are household names and they were they were started later, like yeah. you know, late, you know, people that were in their forties, fifties, sixties, even seventies. Mm-hmm. I saw some. I think Great Goose, the guy was it was like an old, really old guy. We're, not that, we're not that old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that. And then, but what's interesting is um, people can be an entrepreneur at any point in their life, it's right? I'm, I don't I don't buy this theory that some people put out there that you know you have to be a born entrepreneur. You have to you know I don't believe that. Yeah. Right. I, I believe that if you have a bright idea, you have a spark, you have desire. Um, work ethic, yeah. and and you can actually make something happen in this right. world, especially right. in this country. I mean, life takes all kinds of twists and turns, right? So you never know where it's going to go. That's right. I, if you'd asked me four years ago if I'd be, you know, out of the uh, computer networking business and now into, uh, you know, franchising hatchet houses, uh, I would have told you you're probably crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but, but, you know, it here we are. Really a, it wasn't something that we thought about for a long time, to be honest. I mean, it was something like, okay, what are we going to do when we retire? But it was, you know, it was a broad question where, you know, there may be a possibility down the line. But like Stu said, we weren't working on this for 10 years before we decided to make it happen. We just kind of went with it. When you had the idea to the day you um, put, signed the lease, how long of time period went by? So um, that was, yeah, that was the fall of uh, like 14, right? And then we signed the lease in, uh, I guess, the winter of 16, Right. Yeah. Now you're you've got an extra year in there. It was only yeah. about nine months. Was it not? Oh yeah. Fifteen. You're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know we should mention too that Trisha Mark, our partners, they um, Mark was already retired. He's a un- he was a union carpenter and he can build something you know anything with his eyes closed. He's oh, the wow. the guy behind all those tall timbers and he had you know he had a vision for the place. And Trish worked for Ralph Lauren in the men's wholesale division. So she does all. <clears throat> excuse me. She does all our merch. And so the four of us with our backgrounds, I mean, mine was not really in uh, hatchet throwing, but I mean, as far as like management and things like that, and Stu with this technology, the four of us um, put our talents together to create what I think is a fantastic business. That's awesome. <laughs> Teamwork makes yeah. the dream work. That's right. And you know, chemistry, the thing about chemistry is you can't sometimes predetermine what that that secret sauce looks like, what the things you got to put in it. Right. And for whatever reason, the four of you came together and you're able to create something that's really blown up, yeah. which I think is is really interesting. What's next on the agenda? You got 35, 35, 36 locations yeah. total. Mm-hmm. Um, you're growing like crazy. You're going to be in Huntington Beach, California, right? Yeah, that's earlier? eventually, hopefully. Uh, that yeah. one's 
not sold yet, but it's okay. in, the, in the works. Somewhere but over Irvine, Alaska, Irvine. maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, we have you know Minneapolis. We have um, you know most of them are in the Northeast right now, but we do have open um, North Carolina. We have a, a couple in Florida, Texas. You know, they're they're popping up all over the place. Very cool. I want to just touch on also, like, you know, people that would be listening and says, you know, it's, kind of, it, it's fun, it's interesting, it's exciting. Um, I know you got to have a certain vibe, but that's the only thing I know to qualify for a franchise. Are there two mm-hmm. or three things? You don't have to go through the whole laundry list of qualifications to own a franchise because you never know. Somebody could be watching this or listening and say, man, it sounds like fun. I'm going to give them a call. What are the other top two or three things that you really have to have or come to the table with in order to purchase a franchise? Well, I think we, you know, we look for not only people who uh, have the same um, love of Stumpies. They, lo- they, you know, they they bought into the brand. They bought into the into the feel, into the into the whole vibe of Stumpies. But obviously, we're looking for people who, you know, are driven. Uh, you know, that even if they have never run a business, uh, maybe they um, have wanted to, or they maybe they um, have that kind of entrepreneurial spirit where they could just see themselves, uh, you know, charting their own course. And I think the other thing that we really look for are people who are not only like self-driven, but have the kind of discipline that can, you know, build something from the ground up. Obviously, we're providing a lot of assistance. We provide the path. But, you know, there's still a lot of work that has to be done with the franchises to get them up and running. It's, uh, you know, it's we know that people work their their main jobs are working after hours. They're they're working weekends and they're doing it for months on end just to get the doors open. So you got to really be a driven person. Mm -hmm. Got it. It's actually interesting because one of our first podcasts that we did, we talked about how when you're an entrepreneur, when you're a business owner, maybe a franchisee, mm-hmm. a franchisee owner, eventually with uh, with people who would be calling in, um, you know, you work eighty hours a week, so you don't have to work forty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're trying to find those needles, right? Yeah. You're trying to find that type of personality, and yeah. sometimes it's not. So, you know, you, it's not like a thing you can put in an FD or one FDD, of those documents yeah. Yeah. and say, you know, you, these 10 things, you're guaranteed to be successful. Right. It's almost like a vibe. It's almost like, right. you mm-hmm. know, work ethic, you know, those sorts of things. Dedication. Right. Dedication, Dedication yeah. and work ethic. But we do pretty much provide um, the leeway. We, we provide the business as far as like we we know what works. If you follow the model, um, you wouldn't really have to work 80 hours a week. We provide, um, we supply our, our franchisees with the materials they need so they don't have to go out and source, you know, T-shirts and things like that. They get everything from That's us. That's the benefit oh, of so doing awesome. a franchise. Right. Right. All the marketing materials. And he was like, the franchise for me is the best thing. I don't have to think about Everything's right. provided. Right. You have a mentor. You have someone to help you out with everything. So when you guys were starting, you were like, hey, what do I do yeah. here? What do I yeah. do there? <laughs> figure and it out. everybody yeah. under your umbrella, they have you guys to answer all those things because you've lived, you've learned, and right. could write a book about it. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and we're always uh, looking to improve and, and fine-tune our business, but when we got to the point where we were franchising, we felt you know pretty um, secure in the fact that we have a business that if you follow what we did, you're, you're going to be successful too, and so um, of course, you know, we coach along the way and people are, you know, they some of our franchisees come up with good ideas and we work those into our business but for the most part we call it like business in the box so you get you know this is what you do these are the materials you need this is who you should hire and we help you you know bring bring the business to your your location very cool. So um, I want to talk a little bit about um, you know what maybe you've learned along the way that other business owners or people that aspire to own a business move away from franchising for a second. Mm-hmm. But your own experiences, you know, what are the things that um, people can do to to really take that all in plunge? Use the word all in before. 
one of the things I've been thinking about the last couple of weeks is about how you have people who have, you know, day jobs and they work already 60 hours a mm-hmm. week and kind of juggling that and family and, and, and all those things to, you know, do a side hustle is very, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard. So it almost requires you to really, you know, at some point decide to go all in. Now, some people we've had on the podcast, um, such as uh, Danny from Top Notch Power Pressure Washing, you know, his case, he was, you know, there was a downsizing that happened. He was third round, brilliant guy, works his ass off. And now he's making more money in, two years later than he ever made at, yeah. uh, at Dish, I think it was, or something, mm-hmm. right? He had the special sauce. He had the juice. He, he can do it, you know? But there's other people out there that are working their day job and they're like, oh, man, I don't know if I can take this sort of risk to go all in. Because right. it's scary for a it's lot of people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What would you say to those people? Like, what is the thing? Maybe you can push some of those people over the edge. Like, how do you inspire or motivate someone to say, just do it, you know, just try it? Um, you know, I think it's it's one of those things where it's got to be like deep inside you, I think. I think you've got to have the, the motivation. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Renee talked about earlier, we the day we signed that lease in Eatontown, you know, it was like a sweaty day, you know, you're like, <laughs> you're looking at those numbers and you're like, oh my God, what, what did I just commit to? You know? And <laughs> you it's know? not a short commitment, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're like, okay, you know, this thing was brand new. We, you know, we were, we, we had a business plan. We had, we had a, uh, an idea. We had, you know, worked out all, the, we thought all the kinks at that point, but there's a day where you got to sign the lease and, you know, go in the space and get to work, you know? So I think it's just, um, you know, Having the self confidence, I think, just to be able to make the commitment and and just move forward with whatever vision you have and commit to selling it, commit to doing it, commit to you know just being there and making it happen. It's just it sounds like raw. Part of it is raw guts, just believing in yourself and putting it out there. You yep. know, I I came from a uh, my personal stories. I come from a family of military people, and that's a very structured you know yeah. army. Yep. Dad retired and all those things, right? So. Um, Mom as well, actually. Mom was in the military. But it, it was very structured. So, And I knew kind of just living in that environment, I was like, it's great for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to try maybe a different path. They worked right. their tail off so maybe I could have a shot at, at trying a, a, a better path, right. which is what we all want to do for all of our kids, right? Right, exactly. And then there's people out there that um, – God bless their soul. You know, whether they're government workers, you know, they're working their tail off. Uh, a lot of them are underpaid. You know, depending on whether you you know, work for the state or federal government, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or um, and they're just underpaid teachers. I frankly think a lot of them are are underpaid. Right? Definitely, no doubt. <laughs> so um, a lot of and, responsibility, and you know, yeah, it's getting more and more. A lot and more and more, and it gets piled yeah. on. So I think part of it is you know just just go all in, have the guts, just try it. Right. You, know, you only live once, so just try it. And if there's a testament to someone who can actually do it. I think you guys are it. To be in Thanks. your business as a, in the school system for 27 years, was yeah. it? Or, yeah, I was about 18 in that in that field, but in eight, that location. Long yeah. time. You've got a couple of kids just like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. got to just try. What's the worst thing that can That's happen, a, right? You gotta, sometimes you just have to jump in and take a chance, you know? And, and, and if I could uh, add to what you were saying, um, a lot of it is about drive, but also about the, bil- the ability to learn. So things are constantly changing. From the time we opened Stumpy's in 2016 to now, you know, marketing has changed greatly so you have to stay on top of things and if you're if you're into being a learner and and staying on top of things i think it's you know that's very important to the job yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, look, I know we're kind of coming up towards the end of the show here. I want to make sure people can actually get a hold of you. I, I imagine the podcast universe is Googling away on their yeah, smartphones or whatever. Yeah. But, we hope so. <laughs> uh, maybe you can just tell the camera, you know, your website, phone number, that sort of thing. So uh, the website is uh, stumpieshh.com. 
uh, our Eatontown. If you're local and are and you want to come to our Eatontown location, you can find all the locations on our website uh, with the store locator. But in Eatontown, it's uh, 732-544-5069. We have locations all over the country, so go to stumpyshh.com. Very, Very good. Cool. Very good. Huh? Yes. Awesome. Well, I don't know if you have anything else you want to share, Godmother, or no. I'm just um, I'm really excited. We had you guys on today. I mean, you started the hatchet throwing trends. I mean, seriously. Thank you. you. Really started. You were the bright spark. There's a lot of you we're know copycats of out there, but you guys <laughs> yeah. are the OGs. Thanks. That's right. It. We're That's we're it. super proud of that. I love that. I love that. Thank we're going to have to take our barter bunch over there sometime. Yeah. <laughs> Much continued success to you guys. We appreciate it. Thank and you. Thanks too. for having and us. Thanks on. for having us. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you for being on. Look forward to speaking again. And we are out. Peace out, everybody. (laughs) Ciao.